0: Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the can, I'll take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go.
1: I, I told you last week... And if you've got your Bibles, just open them, because we're going to be all over the place. We're going to have like a contest, like speed Bible stuff later on. But, uh, last week I told you about, uh, how I was, I had my PhD out, my pulse hole digger, and I was digging pulse holes. Well, I was slamming the hard ground with a metal device, um, repeatedly. I wasn't doing anything except sweating, and, um, I look over, and there is my daughter, my cute little girl. She's walking around looking at butterflies like little girls do. Of course, there's no butterflies. They were mosquitoes and flies. But, you know, when you're from Texas, they're pretty flies, especially the green ones, those big green ones. We call them button no. Golly, this is going to be a rough day. I can already tell. I can already tell. But anyway, so anyway, we're we're out there and I'm digging a post hole and everything like that. And I look over and I'm resting my chin on those post hole diggers. Look at my little girl. She's so cute. And all of a sudden I see her jerk sideways like that. And right where her leg used to be, there was about a four foot rattlesnake that barely missed her leg. And she screamed and she jumped. You know, we always want to think that we are going to be the big, brave dad. You know, it's kind of like when somebody says, well, I'm a, I'm a tough son of a gun and everything. Well, you can talk about being tough, but I want to be there whenever you smash your thumb in the car door. You know what I mean? You can talk tough all you want, but, you know, I want to be that, that man that can swoop in and save his family. But I, you, truth be told, when that happened, the first thing that happened is I peed and my knees went weak. I mean, seriously, it, just, it scared the crap out of me. And, and I, I don't know how long I laid there. No, not really. I didn't pass out or nothing. But anyway, you know, I took those post hole diggers and I dug some post holes right through a snake. Repeatedly. I chopped him up into little pieces. Peter, will be damned. You're not going to mess with my little girl. I did. I chopped his head off, hung him in a tree so it would rain. But there's another snake, and we talked about morality last week. Do you remember that? If you weren't here, I said that God didn't send His Son to make bad men good. He didn't send Jesus to make you that are bad men and bad women. He didn't send His Son to make you good. I hate that. He came to make dead men alive. And there's a difference. There's a big difference. Um, the other thing that we talked about was that morality this self-centeredness can cause us to be self-righteous. We pat ourselves on the back. We say, oh, you know, we're just so good because we're good, and we're good, we're good Christians. We are good Christians. I can say what I want to to anybody, and I can scoff and look down my holy nose at you because I'm so good. Well, the other part of that is this morality. A lot of people's like, well, I'm no good, and I know it, and I ain't even going to try to be good. Well, you know, that, that's, that's an excuse that you don't need to make. But today we're going to talk about something that is that we are teaching our kids, that is striking at your kids, it's striking at our hearts, and I hope that when you leave here, I hope you are so dadgum uncomfortable that you won't know what to do with yourself, and I hope that you raise your kids in the way that I'm fixing to tell you. But it has to start with you, moms and dads. It has to start with you. The American dream, the American dream is this, the guy that popularized the American dream. We all know what it is, the American dream. This is what he wrote. But there has been also the American dream, that dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for every man with opportunity for each according to his ability or achievement. It is a difficult dream for the European upper classes to interpret adequately. And too many of us ourselves have grown weary and mistrustful of it. It is not a, it is not a dream of motor cars and high wages merely, but a dream of social order in which each man and each woman shall be able to attain to the fullest stature of which they are innately capable and be recognized by others for what they are, regardless of the fortuitous circumstances of birth or position. The American dream. Your life should be richer more prosperous, better, fuller. That's what the American dream is. No matter how hard you, it doesn't matter what you want. If you work hard enough, you can have it in America. And that's, that's pretty much true. Your ability and achievement is the only thing standing in the way of your opportunity that you deserve. You deserve it. You shouldn't just dream of high wages in motor cars, but you should strive for social position to be somebody in the community, to be somebody that people look up to, to be able to tell somebody what to do. The American dream at its finest, you shall rise to the top. Nothing, no man, no circumstance can stop you from achieving everything. The American dream. You should be recognized by others for what you are regardless of circumstance. We all wanna be recognized for how hard we work so that we can drive around in our motor cars that are bigger and badder than everybody else's. Forget keeping up with the Joneses. We want to leave them in the dirt and show them who the better person is, who worked harder. The American dream. It's so great, and it's so far from what our founding fathers had in mind. But that's what it is today. You have a choice, and you can choose where and when and how you rise above everyone else into a position of leadership, notoriety, and creature comforts that are owed to those who want more and are willing to work for it. Man, we live in a great country, and don't think that I'm not saying that we don't. Do not think that I'm not saying that America is not great. We have the freedom to do whatever we want, but what do you want to do? What is your purpose? What are you striving for? You ever been to a dude ranch? I I know a couple of people in here's worked on a dude ranch. Now I have to say that I have never been. I mean, I've been. There was a there was a place down in Texas near Fort Davis called Prude Ranch, and I've been out to Prude Ranch, but I have never gone on a vacation or worked on a dude ranch so a lot of what I'm saying is is come from second hand but you talk to some of these fellas that have worked on dude ranches and and this is kinda of the the picture of what a dude ranch is you get up you wake up a little bit early in the morning like the cowboys do Woo-hoo! we're cowboys we woke up a little bit early yeah we're feeling it now somebody's gonna say yeehaw in a minute yeah yeah we're dudes man we're dudes We're going to eat breakfast cooked by someone else in a fancy western-themed dining room like the cowboys do, of course. Like the cowboys do. We're going to get on a horse that we didn't pay for or train, and it's not our own saddle like the cowboys do because it's authentic. Yeehaw. We're going to ride through beautiful mountains and take selfies so we can post it on Facebook like the cowboys do. We are going to gather wild cattle at a dead walk like the cowboys do golly man i just want to dip a snuff right now we're so cowboy man we are we are punchers now we have got up early in the morning we have stumbled in there to a western themed dining room and sat down and ate some eggs and biscuits and bacon and it's so good and then we got on a horse and we rode out with a real cowboy and now we're cowboys too. I think we're gonna get a certificate when it's over with that says we're real cowboys. Oh my gosh. And then when we're done walking all day, sitting on a horse, we're gonna go get a massage in a Western-themed massage parlor like the cowboys do because we're real, authentic cowboys now. Look at us. All of this is what you can experience. What it is it like to be a cowboy on a real working ranch? Hallelujah, yeehaw! I'm going to have to wash my mouth out after. Somebody give me a toothbrush. I got a bad taste in my mouth. Let me tell you what a cowboy's life is really like. If you're not sure, just talk to Dale or Chris or one of these other guys. You wake up before the earth does. Not because you want to either. You know, there's this idea that cowboys, they can't wait to wake up at 3.30 in the morning. Let me tell you what it's really like. It's like, no! I don't, want to. I don't want to. Okay. They're mad. They don't want to get up. It's cold out there. You know, they're like, you know, while we're looking at our, you got the coffee cup and everything like that. You know, those guys, they've been out there for three hours busting ice. And I'm not talking. <laughs> what was funny is, I guess I'm from Colorado now. I saw in West Texas that there's about this much snow on the ground, and I saw three churches that were canceled. <laughs> like, people come in shorts when it's that kind of weather up here, folks. We look at it as a challenge. Uh, four inches of ice, whatever. But you wake up before the earth does, and you eat, if you eat breakfast at all, it's because it was something from two days ago that you're hoping tastes better than it did two days ago. You just grab something, and you just kind of close your right eye and start eating it and try to drink it down with massive amounts of coffee. You want to be a cowboy? I'm telling you exactly like it is. And then you're going to go get on a horse that you probably paid too much for, and it's halfway broke to ride, in a saddle that you hope will stay together for one more day. That's That's the realization of it. And then you get bucked off said horse, and vow to shoot him or sell him before the day is done, but for some reason... He kind of reminds you of you, and you keep him around, just like yesterday. How many of us have got dogs and horses just like that? I'd get rid of the son of a gun, but they just remind me of me. They're no account, sorry, but they'll get you through the brush and back. Ah, shoot, I've, you know, I'd buck some people off, too, if I was a horse. That's it, And, and then you ride through beautiful pastures admiring the fences that need fixed, the troughs that have leaks in them, the windmills, the gates, and ah, your buddy just healed your bronc and now he got you bucked off, and he's taking a picture of it and posting it on Facebook. That's the realization of being a cowboy. You gather cattle at a dead run down mountains through brush that shouldn't be possible to get through or go down or go up, and sometimes you ain't choosing which way is which. It's a result of necessity and will to live. And you pee just a little bit every day. It, 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 ain't no, it usually dries before you get home, so it ain't nobody sees it. But that's the, that's the life of a cowboy, is going all, all out all day, whether you want to or not. And you know what? It is not like the Marlboro commercials where they sit on a fence and smoke cigarettes all day. It's not like that. You get home after a long day's work. And do chores for an hour, am I right? (laughs) You've worked since before the earth was up. You've worked all day, and now you come home and got to do chores. And you finally eat a meal and able to take a shower and then climb into bed, hoping that you're just sleepy because you might be dying. You're not sure. It probably feels about the same. And that's when your wife says, honey, I've been thinking. And she starts talking to you for an hour, and you better listen. I guess that's my wife
0: only. Sorry about that. My bad. My bad. Sorry, guys, if that got y'all in trouble.
1: But you know it's true. The American dream really says, isn't that that the dude ranch version of cowboy? But the American dream says that you can have the privilege without the obligation when it comes to Christianity. Think about that. Has the American dream, the way of life that we were raised in, that we are raising our kids in, you've if you work hard and you go to college, you can have a good, high-paying job, and blah blah blah, and blah blah blah. Me and Ty were driving down the road the other day, and we said, "Isn't it strange? he's got some new neighbors, and they spent their whole lives working the grindstone so that they could retire and have this little ranch out there and do cowboy stuff, and that's cool. That's cool, but how, how awesome is it that some of us get to live that life now? So I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with working hard for what you want, but at the same time, has that American dream mentality infiltrated Christianity? Think about this. The American dream says that you can do whatever you want, right? You can be who you want to be. You can do whatever you want. You have a choice, and what you choose is right. It doesn't matter what anybody else says, because if anybody disagrees with you, then it's hate speech or discrimination. The American dream says you can do whatever you want. But authentic Christianity says you must die to self and do what God wants. Right? The American dream says you have a choice. You can choose to do it or not do it. Christianity never says that. The American dream says you can have anything that you desire. All you have to do is work hard for it. It will be yours. You can have anything you desire, but you know what? Authentic Christianity says that you should only desire the kingdom of God. The American dream said you should try to work your way to the top. Everybody's going after that promotion. Yeah, let's work harder. Let's brown nose more so that we can be above somebody, so that we can be respected and we can be this and we can be that. But authentic Christianity says you must be like a slave to Jesus and a servant to all of mankind. The American dream says you will be recognized for your talent and hard work. Jesus said you're rewarded waits for you in heaven. Privilege without obligation. Isn't that what the American dream has said that that somebody owes us something, that we have a right to do this and a right to choose and we can do whatever we want and you know, we are our own gods. We know that we have successfully created God in the American image when he thinks like we do and he And we act like he says that we should act because we have chosen what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. How about this right here? John 10, 10. Think about this right here. Here we go. John 10, 10. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Count me in, brother. Man, I believe in the Bible. I believe what that thing says right there, man. Amen, hold our hands up, speak in Christianese, all glory to God. We're going to have life and have it abundantly. Yeah, that's what I want. How about this? John 14, 14. We got 10, 10, now we're at 14, 14. I look like the Wendy's Girl commercial right then. Hate that. I'm going to punch her in the face in Jesus' name. How about John 14, 14? If you ask me anything in my name, it will be done. Woohoo. Christianese, speak all glory to God. Count me in. That's what I want. I can ask Jesus for anything, and all I have to say is in Jesus' name, and it'll be done. Woo! Love being a Christian. Yeah! How about this one? Matthew 11:28. 28. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will
0: give you rest.
1: Amen, boy! That's what I need right there. Lazy boy Christianity, man. I've been working my butt off fulfilling this American dream. Jesus said, I ain't got to do squat. I can just go in there and... Hit the button and lean back and watch me some football, baby. Come to me, all you who are weary, burdened, and I'll give you rest. Boy, we're going to claim that promise right there. Claim it. Name it and claim it. We'll pronounce it over everything around here, baby. How about this? John 3, 16. In the middle, it says, For whoever believes in me shall not perish but have everlasting life. Well, is that it? I believe in Jesus. Rock on, man. I'm going to set my lazy boy right now and watch me some more football. Cowboys are on today. Broncos play tonight. Man, it's a great day. We are going to have life and have it abundantly, baby, because the Bible says so. We are going to uh, ask Jesus for whatever we want because he promised, man, and he wouldn't make a promise that he wouldn't keep. So we're going to ask Jesus for whatever we want, for the living quartered horse trailer, for that new saddle, for whatever it takes. And he's going to give it to us because the Bible said so. We are going to no longer be wearied and heavy burdened because we just we don't call on the name of Jesus and not do nothing. We ain't got to do squat no more. And we just said that we believed in Jesus, so shoot, we're saved. My ticket is punched, baby, let's go. Unfortunately, that is exactly how most Christians act. Well, they want to call on that Bible promises. Sign me up for that one. I'm weary and heavy burdened. I want abundant life. Give me what I ask for, baby. I mean, Jesus, that's how it is. Privilege. Boy, we want, we, want to, we want somebody to saddle our horse so we can walk out there around them around them gentle cows. Come on, mamas, And we're just going to walk them back to the pen, pat ourselves on the back for being cowboys. Woo, baby. I'll be looking forward to that massage later on. Hey, are we eating lunch out here? Somebody make us a sandwich today, a bologna sandwich like a real cowboy eats? Are we going to go to the dining hall and eat? Privilege. Everybody wants the privilege, but what about the obligation? Huh? What about the obligation? It's real quiet, and I know it ain't quiet just in here. It's quiet on the internet, and it'll be quiet on the radio, too. Because you know what? I had to do a lot of self-soul searching this week. I spent a lot of quiet time going, oh, my gosh. Dang. Let's read some stuff. How about Matthew 28, 19, and 20? Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Better known as the Great Commission. Therefore, go and make disciples of all men in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all I have commanded you. Well, wait a minute, that ain't for me. That must be for some other Christian. See, God ain't called me to do that. He just called on me to have abundant life where I can ask whatever I want in his name, and it will be given. And since I'm so weary and heavy burdened from my job of brown-nosing in my job, I get to go home and watch football. He can leave that other Christian stuff to the Christians that are called, Right? Make disciples. I'm the, I'm, I don't make disciples. I am the disciple. I just go to church on Sunday, and I may, I may watch Joyce Meyer on TV or something like that, but that's my job as a Christian. I can claim all this other stuff because I called on the name of Jesus, and so I'll go to heaven just because I said I believed in him. That was for every single one of us. Go and make disciples of all men in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey what Jesus has commanded how about this one? Luke nine twenty three and 24. And he said to all. Okay, let me repeat that. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Well, that must be for them hardcore Christians. That ain't for me because, see, I've got abundant life, and I ain't got to do all that hard stuff. I just want to go out and get on my horse at somebody else's saddle and gather cattle at a dead walk because that's what Jesus has called me to do. I want the privilege, but I don't want the obligation. How about Luke eighteen twenty-two? Jesus says, sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. Whoo! You know, it's like somebody, and I said this last week, somebody told George Cisneros, he said, you sold everything you had and moved your family and your kids and your wife and everything, and you moved to Guatemala, and there's like 18 murders a day in the city that you live in? You would do that? That is extreme Christianity. And George said, no, it's just authentic. Dad, um. Has the American dream infiltrated Christianity, where we expect the privilege, but we don't have to do the obligation? Because we work hard to be good. We can pat ourselves on the back. We can go to church and say the right words. I believe in Jesus, and that's all we got to do. How about this? You know, and, and we've been talking a lot about just, you know, really, really hard stuff. Sell all your possessions and give them to the poor? Take up my cross daily and follow him? Make disciples and baptize them and teach them to obey what you have commanded? What kind of stuff are you expecting me to do? Man, I've got a job. I'm living the American dream. Jesus, your way that you're saying that I should live my life is really infringing upon my American dream right now. You are making me a tad bit uncomfortable. How about this one? Maybe, maybe those, those are hard. I, I, I will agree. But I'll show you how far we've come from it. How about this one? Matthew 18, 15 through 19. If your brother offends you, go to that brother in private and talk to him about it. Do it privately, just between yourselves. And if he listens to you, you have won your brother back. But if he will not listen to you, take one or two other people with you, so that every accusation may be upheld by the testimony of two or more witnesses, and as as the Scriptures say. And if he will not listen to them, then tell the whole thing to the church. Finally, if he will not listen to the church, throw him out on his keister. Have we done that? How about when Jesus said, before you you pray, before you give your gift of offering, whether that be in prayer or tithe or whatever, if if uh, if your brother has something against you, leave it right there. Before you do anything else, go and be reconciled with your brother and then come back and make it. Do you see how far that we have come from authentic Christianity into the American dreamianity or something like that? Dude ranch Christianity. And I'm as guilty as anybody. Oh, God, you know what? I pray for this. I pray for that. Give me this. In Jesus' name, blah, blah, blah. Abundant life. Blah, blah, blah. Guilty as anybody. Here at Save the Cowboy, we're going to go down the rough trails. And we're going to ride the rough stock. And I pray that you have the guts enough to go with us. And the reason I say guts enough to go with us is because I'm afraid. I'm afraid of where God is sending me. I was afraid when he called me to leave my dude ranch in Texas because I had everything. I was making $150,000 a year with two full-time jobs from home and a church and a truck and insurance to now. And I promise you, I don't have a speck of any of that anymore. It's scary, but it's worth it. My prayer is that you will lead a life that is scary and uncomfortable. Because see, here's the deal. There's lots of churches out there and a lot of people can turn this around and they're going to say that I'm criticizing. No, I thank God for every church in Elbert County, every church in Colorado, Texas, every Bible-based believing church. I love them all. But 99% of them, they're blowing that siren to gather the cows in close so the, guys, so the people can just walk out there with their gentle horses at a dead walk, get on the other side of them and push them into the church because that's what it is about, about pushing people into church. What about that fellow that passes by and says, I ain't listening to that, siren. I'm going this way. Who's going to go get him? We are. We're going to go get him. At that cowboy church that I came from, when we had an arena event due to the the regulations that we had to go by because we were affiliated with a big denomination, there was a sign out front that said, this is a church roping. No alcoholic beverage is allowed. And you know what? Most people, they didn't have a problem with that. But there was a few that says, I ain't going to your stupid roping. If I can't drink my beer, I ain't going. Who's going to go get him? We are. we going to love on him where he's at down the road we're not going to gather in our safe place in our church and call it good we're going to gather up in our church and we're going to huddle up and we're going to call the play and then i am hoping that every single one of y'all are going to help me go make disciples of all men and all nations baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and teaching them to obey what christ has commanded so that when we die we will go to heaven and then we can <laughs>
0: Now if you didn't get something out of that, amigos, you've either lost your mind, lost your way, or lost your sense of humor. Maybe all three. Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby the beginning. You know, I just wanted to say thanks for y'all coming, sitting with us for a spell. If you'd like to find out more about Save the Cowboy, just type in SaveTheCowboy.com into that fancy computer or smartphone of yours and you'll be riding with us faster than to catch a dog lined out on a Maverick. And we'll see y'all next time. Adios. I'd like to thank my good friends at Integrity Auto Repair for their help in making this radio ministry possible. And their name says it all, Integrity Auto. If you're ever in Kiowa, Colorado, go by and see Jim and Kelly Gerald and tell them to say the Cowboys sent you.